This is 378 of the Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Causeway, the newest A24 film, and Terrifier 2, the infamous film that's been hitting the theaters across the country and people are passing out while watching it. That's crazy. Well, all that and more, this episode starts right now. <laughs> What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Real Me and Cole in the Movie Podcast. I am your host, Chase Lee. Thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, if you could spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Hey, listen, maybe there's someone out there in your, your friend circle, your family circle that's not really into movies and and they're just like, what are movies? Like, that's just gross. Well, you could just send them this their way and like maybe they can just fall in love with the conversation of talking about movies because it's the best art form in the world, in my opinion, and it's really fun to talk about. But um, also, if someone else is looking for a movie podcast, please send it their way. I'm sure they will enjoy it. But uh, yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you for your support all this time, week, week to week, month to month, day to day. You guys are incredible. This is episode 378. Like I said at the top, my main topics of conversation will be Causeway. It's the Jennifer Lawrence kind of mini comeback. She hasn't acted in quite some time. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, Terrifier 2, which has been getting a lot of you know attention uh, these past couple weeks. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Let me review both or um, Terrifier 2. But I want to review both of them. So I saw the first Terrifier as well. And... Um, yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll do a review on that here, you know, soon or next week. I have no clue. You guys will have to wait and find out. But, you know, those are the main topics of conversation. So before we get into all of that, I must ask, as usual, everyone doing out there pretty good? Everyone doing out there? I have no idea what that was. Uh, is everyone out there doing uh, pretty good? You know, it is almost the beginning of November. Um, spooky season is almost over, um, but that's okay. Horror movies will always live in our hearts and we can, um, watch them whenever we want. And that's the beauty of watching movies. doesn't matter what season it is. You can just watch whatever you want. But, uh, yeah, so it is the beginning of November and, uh, what's going on with me personally, just work, um, just some busyness. Uh, tomorrow is going to be interesting at the time of this recording. I'm getting my, my second booster shot and my flu shot in the same day. So I might just be walking around like a zombie tomorrow um, at the second half of my work day, which I guess is okay because everyone's going to be in costume anyway. So I can just tell them I'm just some drugged up zombie. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a nice little costume you got going on. And I actually won't have anything on. I'm just going to act the part. But yeah, that's what's going on tomorrow. Um, so pre prepare to feel loopy for sure. So this was like my only opportunity to do this. Uh, for you guys. So that's another reason why I'm doing it. Uh, cause my God, I don't think I could record while under like, um, vaccine shots or whatever. I'd just be so sleepy. So yeah, so that is what's going on tomorrow. But in terms of like movies, I'm going to watch this week. I don't really have anything planned. There's nothing I signed up for. I'm kind of taking this week off or kind of on the down low. Um, and then the following week I should be seeing black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm hoping uh, I haven't gotten the invite for it, but it might be this week or it might be next. I, either way. That's like the next big one that I will be doing for you guys. And then I also have to figure out the rest of um, November because uh, there's definitely some open slots, but um, I, I do have one movie that I have coming up. I haven't signed up for it yet, but it will be the, she said movie. Um, I will be seeing that at some point 
but um yeah uh that's like the only one i have like coming up in the near future so no new movies this week um but black panther wakanda forever will be like the next like like immediate thing that i see in terms of tv shows i haven't really been catching up on anything i'm still behind on atlanta and or this and that and this and that. so i'm just uh but i am excited for white lotus season two comes out tonight uh that will be the new sunday show that my girlfriend and i watch um so looking forward to that enjoyed the ver- uh the first season of white lotus very much so yeah um that will be like the next big thing that i kind of concentrate on week to week but um yeah um that's about it it's been kind of like i said just been kind of crazy at work just been kind of doing my thing and yeah just another week has gone by and i realized i didn't watch that much so i think terrifier 2 and causeway were the only ones i saw this week and that was over a seven day period so yeah just uh continuing to work and just continue to do other things and sometimes just life happens guys um but yeah so that is uh, all i've been watching this week uh movie and tv show wise but wait a minute what's that hold on i'm talking to my imaginary producer right now what's that yeah, I know I saw the first Terrifier, but I don't know if I don't need to review it right now. Wait, no, 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 no. I, but yeah, oh, 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 okay, you're right. Um, I, apparently I'm going to be fired if I don't talk about it. So actually, surprise review. I'm going to drop it on you guys right now. Before we get into Causeway and Terrifier 2, I'm actually going to talk about the first uh, Terrifier. So uh, here are my thoughts on that. Uh, on Halloween night, uh, Tara finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. And that's what your first one's about. And the second one is also Art the Clown just stalking people. But um, yeah, so going into all of these, um, and, oh, by the way, where you can watch these, I think the first one is like on Vudu and a bunch of other rental sites. And uh, the second one's currently playing in theaters. I'm sure it'll be available here in a couple months. But so, you know, going into this, I've been hearing all these stories about number two and um, just people are just absolutely just flabbergasted at something so violent could be in theaters. And like, you know, I, I heard a lot about the first one as well. And that came out in 2016. So it's been a very long time since the first one. So I, I thought, OK, I like gory films. I've seen movies like Dead Alive and Evil Dead. I think I can handle this. So I was like, let's watch both of these and review them. So let's start with the first one. After watching the first one, I can tell you that it's fine. Um, The one thing I really appreciate about the first one is that director and writer Damien Leon, um, uh, Leone or Leon, I I don't know how to pronounce that. uh, My apologies. Um, But um, this film was made for like $35,000. And the one thing I really appreciate about it the most is that it's filmed like a low-budget indie horror film. And I, um, when I was in film school, I did film races, and so I made movies that had, like, similar shots and lighting and stuff, and it just brought me back to the good old days of just, like, watching people come together, no matter the amount of money, and just creating something. And in this case, it's a really bloody and violent horror film. So um, I have so much respect for uh, director Damien for both these films, actually, but... For this one in particular, it feels grungy and dirty and just uh, you can definitely feel it, it was made with passion behind people that just love making films and they weren't trying to go for like the best quality possible because there are, just speaking objectively here, there are some shots that um, uh, 
have really harsh lighting, especially in the nighttime scenes. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to do that same stuff in film school. So I totally get it. Um, and some of the acting is piss poor. Um, and to be honest with you, this story is not really a lot of anything. It's just, you know, it's very straightforward. Like there's a lot of accidents happening in this town. This clown is murdering people. And we follow these people that get kind of trapped into all of this. So it's a survival tale. It's not like, like I said, anything crazy, but yeah, you know, I, it, I, I thought it was fine. You know, it's very gory. It's, it holds up to be, um, infamous, just like people say it is online, you know, it being one of the goriest films ever made. I've seen a lot of gore in my life. This one had a kill in it that was pretty brutal. And what's interesting about these films is that Damien tries to do a balance of like dark comedy and, you know, kind of grounded violence. And it works sometimes. Um, and I think with the first one, definitely they're just trying to find their footing with it. And really, I think the overall product, um, I think hits the mark for the most part um, as what it's sold to be. It's not sold as anything more. So, um, and like I said, the performances are fine, but I will say David Howard Thornton, this man is a genius. The physicality and the silence of Art the Clown and the, and the makeup and the prosthetics and everything about it is such a well-realized role and not really saying anything and just using your smile and your eyes to convey what you're conveying. And Art the Clown could be smiling at you one second and then his smile drops and just gives you like this dead killer look. It's an amazing performance. And I actually believe this after watching two of them now, Art the Clown's going to go down as an iconic horror villain. He just is. Um, give it time. The first one was definitely a cult favorite. And the second one has now become a cult classic, you know, in the making. Like, it's a small group of people that came out for it. But now, like, the second one's, uh, uh, second one's box office is just blowing up. But we'll get to that in just a second. But in terms of the first one, I think David Hor Howard Thornton as Art the Clown was terrifying. He was great. Um, and so, yeah, I... Um, you know, as far as a first film goes, made for $35,000. Yes, there are some critiques you can make with the cinematography and lighting and acting. But you know what? I respect it. I really do. And uh, it's got some really great stuff in it that I think will actually actually go down as like cult classic type of stuff. Um, and yeah, so I, I had a, a decent time with Terrifier. And those are my thoughts on the first Terrifier. Please let me know down below what you thought of the first one. And speaking of Terrifier, let's just dive into the second one. So when we come back from the second or the first break here uh, from our sponsor movie palette, I will be going over uh, Terrifier 2 and all of its just disgusting, bloody gory. So uh, glory. So um, yeah, so when we come back from the break, um, strap in for that. Hi, it's me interrupting me. And I just wanted to take a break to thank the sponsor of this review, Movie Palette. Movie Palette takes the concept of the movie poster to the next level. Movie Palette consists of stripes of colors carefully chosen by their team of artists. Every stripe represents a color of a particular scene in a movie and is put in chronological order on the canvas. There are so many movies to pick from, and it doesn't even stop there. They also have whole seasons of TV shows. I recently moved and I needed some things to put on my wall, and I was getting tired of putting up traditional movie posters and wanting something different, and Movie Palette stepped up to the plate. The movie palette that I chose was one of my favorite movies of all time, Logan. This gorgeous palette is a constant reminder of how beautiful this film is and how each scene evokes a different emotion all through its language of color, not to mention a great conversation starter. 
This is a unique piece to any film and TV lover's home, and I want to help you get one. Use the discount code CHASE15 for 15% off of any product on their website. Film is art, so why not display your favorite as such? That's 15% off of your order when you use the code CHASE15. And welcome back from the first break. Thank you to our sponsor, Movie Palette, for sponsoring this episode of the Real Man Cold Movie Podcast. Let's not waste any more time and let's talk about Terrifier 2. After being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County, where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. So like I said, the budget was a little higher, so obviously it's going to look a little better. But And this one's also like two hours and 20 minutes. It's a long movie, so strap in. So I saw it. I like this one a little bit more than the first one, but I will say the two hour and 20 minute runtime, it's not necessary. There are several scenes that could have been shaved down um, in this film and it probably would have picked up the pace a little bit better. But I actually like the story. I like the fact that we focus on like a specific family for like a long period of time because it allows us to get to know them and really root for their survival as they're fighting this like, you know, demonic thing. And so... Um, yeah, I thought the story was a little bit better. It gives us a little bit more, um, backstory and a little bit more emotional weight for these people. Um, I also thought the kills were even grosser in this one. And so they definitely up their, their game for this one. So if they make a terrifier three, I'm absolutely mortified at what they're going to put in it for sure. But, um, the kills are gruesome and fantastic when it comes to slashers. David Howard Thornton is still amazing as Arthur Clown. I think even more so with this one. Um, the acting is not 100% there. The writing is also not 100% there. But the the end of the film leaves a back door to the supernatural now. And so Terrifier 3 is going to be off the charts. It's going to be absolutely insane. And I'm here for it. But uh, that's kind of my overall general thoughts. So let's kind of break it down. You know, writer-director Damien Leon, uh, Leone, um, I think once again, taking this bigger budget, he was able to really show just like how much it makes of a, a, a difference to have more money with your budget. It looks nicer. The cinematography is crisper. Some of the lighting is a bit harsh in some of the nighttime scenes still, but uh, it kind of adds a, you know, a charm to it, you know, of like, hey, this is like one of those like low budget indie horror films, like look at it, you know, it's not incredibly polished like I, I actually kind of like that I think it's a little charming um uh, but yeah I think uh, adding this kind of uh, richness to like characters and backstories and stuff it really made us care about the family especially when they're getting down to the wire and they're having to fight Art the Clown I think uh, Damien did a great job kind of laying that groundwork early on in the film um like I said I think the kills are even more sadistic in this one I don't know how Damien comes up with these kills but it's disturbing <laughs> but no in all seriousness like it's a slasher film like you need to serve on kills this film does not shy away from it listen i've seen a lot of disturbing films i've seen a lot of graphic films and um bloody films and violent films this one's up there it really is but it, it's not like deathly serious because it, it does kind of play more into like a dark comedy sometimes so um, it kind of dips in and out, but at the end of the day, it's still a slasher film and it delivers on the kills. If you, that's what you go to these movies for this hands down is some, has some of the best kills I've ever seen. 
in a uh, slasher horror film. It's just, it was mortifying. <laughs> I like, I, I, I had to sit there in disbelief, like thinking to myself, like this can't get any worse, can it? And then it just ups, ups the ante. But yeah, I, um, I, I thought he did a pretty great job in terms of directing and writing and really kind of upping his game with the bigger budget and making it look a little crisper. Um, I also like some of the backstory between Art the Clown and it kind of has uh, David Howard Thornton's flexes uh, performance muscles a little bit more, but I really like the backstory with that. And like I said, Damien leaves the door open to the supernatural now. So I'm curious to know like how crazy they can get with the third one. Cause they're going to make a third one. They made so much money off their budget and they're going to be able to get a bigger budget. And it's going to be even, Oh my God, I can't, I can't wait. Honestly, it's a, this is a fun little trilogy performance wise. Everyone's fine. Uh, the main character is uh, pretty good for the most part. Her name is... What is her name? Lauren Lavera. I thought she was pretty good as the lead. I preferred her over the lead in the first one. Um, she's got like a bit of this like, you know, uh, bite to her personality. Like she's kind of a rebel, but she's really kind of sweet. And like, you know, she likes to talk to people. And I don't know, just seeing her kind of rise up and, you know, uh, take charge of her own destiny and kill or try to kill, you know, Arthur Clown towards the end. Like that was satisfying because she definitely was in fight or flight mode and she had to just do what she had to do. So I thought she was pretty good. And everyone else, like I said, it's fine. Uh, the woman that plays her mother. Um, yeah, she was probably one of the, the weaker ones um, in terms of like, it felt like I was watching Birdemic at points. Um, and then, yeah, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. I got to tell you, th this man is going to go down as one of the best horror icons and horror performances. Like he is incredible in this film. There are a couple of scenes where like he um, is hallucinating and you kind of see this like dead look on his face. It was a face I hadn't seen before, like even in the first one. And I thought that was really dynamic for his performance to really kind of emote a lot. Um, since he doesn't say anything, he just laughs and giggles sometimes, but he mimes a lot of this stuff. So he has to use a lot of these facial techniques and really creep us out make us kind of like uncomfortably laugh at points make us feel like kind of um terrified and and like a little sad for him like just a little bit especially like when he sees what he sees and like you know that maybe there's like there is a soul in there that's what i was trying to get to like maybe there's a soul in there but you know he's just so sadistic it's kind of hard to see any type of redemption for him but i don't know i just thought there was a, a little bit more um, a little bit more depth to Art the Clown this time. Um, and uh, I think for the third one, I can't wait to see like what he does. Um, it's a very, it's a very unique performance. You know, performance where you don't say anything. It's very, you know, Michael Myers esque meets like Pennywise the Clown. Like that's what we're looking at here. So, um, yeah, I thought he was phenomenal in this. It, 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 especially watching the first one, watching this one is a huge step up. But um, yeah, and then everything else is, uh, you know, nothing really much to kind of uh, uh, pinpoint. I will say for both of the films, I do like the sound, uh, the, the score. Very techno, uh, like kind of 80s grunge, um, synthetic like type of, I, I don't know, I like it. And it really kind of encompasses the whole like grindhouse like style of the film where it just feels it feels gritty it feels rough and dirty and just like you feel like you're watching this film from like 
the 70s or something. I don't know. It, it fits with, like I said, the grindhouse kind of grunge look and feel to it. So the bonus for the second one, I was the only one in the theater and I was, I don't know. I was just very happy. Just very Zen. Just kind of being, I didn't have to be around like annoying movie goers or anything like that was nice. So I got to see something by myself. Um, I was literally by myself in the entire theater. It was great. So, um, but yeah, I had a decent time with the first one. While the second one is still long and it definitely could have been chopped down, I like it a little bit more. So that's kind of my thoughts, overall thoughts on Terrifier and Terrifier 2. Thank you for joining me on this long, long review. Um, but yeah, that's my my kind of take on both of them. Uh, I think uh, Art the Clown will be one of my favorite icons in the future. And this is definitely uh, a true definition of what a cult classic in the making looks like. So love to be a part of it, especially uh, be a part of the... Um, you know, when the third one comes out, people are like, oh man, I should really check out the first two. I'll be like, I saw the second one in theaters by myself. So, and those are my thoughts on Terrifier 2. Please let me know down below what you thought of the film. And when we come back from a short little break here, I will be going over Causeway, which is A24's newest film. It hits Apple TV Plus um, on November 4th and it stars Jennifer Lawrence. You know, she's been kind of um, uh, taking it easy. You know, she's had a kid and she didn't really want to act that much. And so she was just being a great mom and everything so now she's back and i'm excited to talk about it. so when we come back from the break we'll be talking about that stay tuned and welcome back from the second break let's not waste any more time let's talk about causeway a u.s soldier suffers a traumatic brain injury while fighting in afghanistan and struggles to adjust to life back home um, and stars Jennifer Lawrence as the soldier uh, that we're uh, talking about in the synopsis. And she meets uh, another character played by uh, Brian Tyree Henry in this small little town uh, kind of outside of New Orleans. Or it might be New Orleans, but definitely a small little town. And they strike up a friendship. So, you know, going into this, I didn't know what to expect. The only thing I knew was it was A24. Great. Um, and that Jennifer Lawrence is back doing a movie after so many years of taking time off for herself. And I believe she had a kid as well. So she has been, you know, out of the spotlight for a while. So now she has come back and this is kind of her first big one uh, to return to. So that's all I knew about it. I didn't watch any trailers to it. I just went into it blind. I was excited to see uh, Jennifer Lawrence kind of come back after so, uh, so many years. And of course, Brian Tyree Henry, I'm a huge fan of. So I was, I was curious um, about this. So I saw the film. It's okay. Um, I think what this film does really well is the performances and kind of scratching the surface on what it means to be like a veteran and like coming back from war and suffering PTSD and like how society kind of accepts you back. I feel like it scratched the surface with that and it was slightly interesting. But I think what this film, um, what this film's biggest downfall is, is that it should be longer. You know, this film is only an hour and a half and strike about three to four minutes for credits. Now you're looking at under 90 minutes, which is totally fine. But as the movie was going, I was like, okay, I'm starting to get, like, get to know these characters' lives more and their their history and, like, you know, um, a little backstory and some depth. And, like, just before you get to know them and get to love them, the movie just movie just ends. Now, it leaves off the the two main characters for, like, this path of hope and, like, you know, redemption and all that stuff. But... I just really feel like this should be longer. It should be a mini series to really kind of explore, um, 
you know, what it means to be a soldier and coming back home and experiencing that home life. Like, I just felt like there was just so much more that could have been explored. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we got, you know, what we got, but, you know, um, it was fine. So, you know, to start with the um, director, uh, Lila Nugebauer, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, I think this is a, a really nicely directed movie. Um, I think, um, and I've never heard of this director before, but, you know, kind of looking at her um, pedigree here, she's directed a couple of episodes of like The Sex Lives of College Girls, which is a really fun show. Room 104, which was also really fun. Um, what is that? Made? Oh, okay, that's a Netflix film. So I, I'm not really too familiar with her work. But what I can tell you is that this is, it's a nice looking movie. It's a nice feeling movie. The story, it moves like, and she really gets the best performances out of these actors. I think from a directing standpoint, this is actually like a really good like pilot. It, feel, it felt like a really good like pilot or introduction to an overall like story or series and really get these characters to explore. But yeah, I just, um, I, from a directing standpoint, I think she did pretty decent job i think what it really falters down to is the script because I, I, there there has to be more to this i just when it gets going it's just like everything is 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 heading down the right path in terms of discovery for these characters it just ends and i'm like it's like i got a little bit but th this should have been way longer so i think when it comes to the script i think what is actually there in terms of substance with you know um having these characters characters interact and like uh understanding what their their mindset's like and you know are these just friends? Are they, you know, striking up a relationship? All that stuff, like that, was all fascinating. And some of the the soldier stuff and the commentary on like um, the military in general, like some of that was interesting. But once again, it felt like it was just very, very like low, shallow area over here. When I wanted like some depth to this, I, I wanted like you know some meat to this script. But it felt like just a kind of uh, a promising start, not really like following through on the finish. But yeah, so that's what, kind of my overthoughts on the script. Um, and then Jennifer Lawrence is, is good. Um, I, it's not like her best role or anything, but I think coming back to such a mentally draining type of role and like, you really have to be in the right mindset for this. I think she did the best that she could do to especially put her name on this. And she's the marquee name and she's the one leading this film. I think she is a solid, um, lead performance in this film. Brian Tyree Henry is always great. I, I think the guy has got so much charisma and, tr and just personality to him. And just, I, I really like seeing him on screen. Like he can carry a scene, whether it be comedy or drama, the man's got incredible balance. And so um, I liked him in this. Um, I wasn't like blown away, but I liked him. And so, yeah, that's kind of my overall thoughts on it. It's just, it, there's really not a lot to discuss. I, I really honestly feel like this was a great start to something bigger but what we got was just what we got. And it just, it was a little um, lackluster. So there are some things I liked. There are some things I didn't like, but I think um, with uh, the mini mini series mentality, I think this would have gone over a whole lot better. So yeah, there you go. And those are my thoughts on Causeway. Uh, please let me know down below what you thought of uh, Causeway. And then, um, yeah, I would like to know your thoughts on it, whether you liked it, loved it, hated it, all that stuff. But that will do it for this episode of the Rumi and Colin Movie Podcast. Episode 378 is in the bag. Next week, uh, episode 379, this should be the Black Panther Wakanda Forever episode. Don't know when I'm seeing it, 
But since this is the one coming out next week, I will most likely see it next week. If I don't, it will be the following week. But for the most part, I think I'm going to try to schedule out Black Panther Wakanda Forever as next week's episode. And then after that, it might be the She Said episode. And then after that, it might be the Fablemans. And then after that, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe Violent Night, that David Harbour, Santa Claus murder movie. So yeah, I guess I have some things that I could throw at you guys. So I thought this week or this month would be a little little light, but in all reality, it's kind of busy. So yeah, so that will be next week and beyond. So that will do it for this episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Lee, and thank you for tuning in on this day or night. Whenever you're listening to this, you guys are awesome. And guess what? Speaking of you guys, I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Thank you.